Blog Talk Radio. All right, all right, all right. Welcome to that 80s hour or so. My name is Juan Alamon, and the guy I'm not going to introduce because I don't want him to talk is Tony Lamar. No, what's, go ahead, Tony. Uh, what's up, everybody? <laughs> it's okay. We see the love. We see the love, people. It's right here, raw and in, in, in your face. It is. <laughs> That's it. Raw and in your face. That's the love we hold between us. Yeah, All right, yeah. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, tonight we wanted to uh, – it's a special night for us. Uh, it's a Saturday night, so you can tell that we're complete dorks who are married and don't have anything else to do. So we're going to be on air with you. Who well, I, mean, I, total- I, I may be married, but I'm definitely not a dork. I'm cool, according to my kids. That's, yeah. That's what they <laughs> the little what they ones, right? Me. Yeah, little ones. <laughs> Why you gotta blow me up like that? It's not cool. It's not <laughs> throwing cool. shade at my man. Yeah, I'm right, telling now. you, people. <laughs> now, what we want to talk about tonight is 1980. Now, we're not going to talk oh. just about movies. We're not going to talk just about uh, video games. What we want to talk about are news events and sports that shape the first year of our decade that we like to talk about, which is the year 1980. So we'll go right to it. One of the first things that I can remember that came out that year, and we've already talked about once, was a little, a little bitty video game that got kind of popular. Pac-Man. Is that the year it actually came out? That is the year it actually came out. Uh, it was created and came out in 1980. And, um, well, I mean, the rest is uh, arcade history. This is true. I mean, I do remember seeing the game for the first time. I think I heard about it before I actually played the game. I think it's one of the one games that I think it, it preceded itself before I had a chance to get my hands on the game. But it was everywhere. I mean, I, I just moved to, uh, I believe, California for a bit, and mm-hmm. I remember the 7-Eleven had the Pac-Man game there. And then, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I thought that was pretty cool. It, yeah, I do remember that. And it we was, had everybody a, was putting money in that stuff. Yeah. We had a small arcade in my hometown. It was like maybe six or seven video games. But Pac-Man was in there, and I was like, wow, we actually got a Pac-Man machine in town. We're big time. Didn't have a McDonald's, but we had Pac-Man. <laughs> and friends, well, that's I mean, what matters. Well, you, you want to talk about McDonald's real quick. This is This is – something new to me also because I came to I came from a military base all right mm-hmm. so there were no McDonald's not like how it is now on military bases back in the days in the in the 70s you had like some you had the mess hall you had the, you had the um the cafeteria you didn't or a pizza place you didn't have McDonald's so we had McDonald's they go off the off base and like another 10 miles so it was out of out there so when I came to California in 80 7-Eleven was new to me. Cable TV was new to me. <laughs> oh, man, cable TV. Oh, man, that's a whole other story. I thought you were rich if you had cable TV. I wanted to hang out with my rich friends because yeah. they either had, like, a satellite or cable TV. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and not, not satellite cable. like you know it nowadays where they hang a little bitty one off the side of your house or near it. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. we're talking about one of those big ones, those huge ones. That uh, you have to look like for like a, for a TV station. Yeah, it looked like for a TV station, and you had to yeah. have a motor to move it around. Yeah, yes. uh, I, I had a girlfriend that had one of those. Had a girlfriend's <laughs> dad had that. 
Now, what was cool also that you um, in about nineteen, you were talking. Oh man, I just lost my thought train of thought. You were talking about it. Um, the cable back in our neighborhood, yeah. most people had only had one cable, right? Going into your house to have cable, correct? Yeah. Okay. In my neighborhood, they had two cables. They had an A channel and a B channel. So they had twice as many channels. So every channel was out, we had them. Isn't that crazy? Because yeah. the, the company, were they, they were ahead of their game. They said, no, screw it. We're going to put one cable. Let's have two anyway because there's going to be so many channels. And they did. Yeah. It was A, it was nuts. So they had channels on A2 and AB. It was it was crazy. All right, I mean, eight, it was A and the two A or two B, and then three B. You know, they, so you know all you have to I think was like sixty channels. It was nuts, man. Here was, was surviving with KTRE TV. Lucky negatives. <laughs> I mean, that was it, buddy. And then uh, if you were lucky, you could get NBC, but it always it always had like the lines in it, and <laughs> and CBS TV had lines in it. Oh yeah, TV had lines in it. Oh, yeah, mine did. And, I never had uh, that issue. <laughs> you guys had good cable. You had money people cable. <laughs> now, let's get back to 1980 because there was another game of sorts that came out that year that got a little bit popular as well. Still around. The Rubik's Cube. Oh, yeah. I, I never solved that. I never solved it. I have with, uh, like... Uh, Screwdriver, take that thing apart, put it right. Yeah, back that don't together. count. I could say that. I could say what? that too. But the one, oh. okay, I the Rubik's cube blew up. Everybody bought one. It was so funny that you could tell the kids who had the real one, the ones that had the knockoffs, because they had different colors. <laughs> like who, where you get, where, where, where are these colors coming from, man? It's like purple, blue. And that's the way to make somebody <laughs> feel really poor. You know that? I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, partner. Let me see that Rubik's Cube. Wait a minute. What kind of cube is this? Is this a Reebok Cube? What, what, what is this? I call it, it was called Rebates. <laughs> Rebate Cube. That's what it was. Dairy Queen had their own version with like uh, ice cream cones yeah. on it in different colors. And we, I had one of those because I could not afford a real Rubik's Cube. Yeah. Yeah. We, I, had, I had one. In my, it's, I have one to this day. I had the Pyramix. Which is it is slightly easier to solve. I will give you that. Uh, I had the school record. I saw two of those in less than one minute. It was pretty cool. I that was the only thing I was oh. really good. At. It was so funny. It was so funny. I remember my mom and dad were like talking to me at the table. I'm sitting there playing the uh, the pyramids, and like, we really need you to try better at your you know behaving at school and not getting in so much trouble. And I'm sitting there so look, I solved it, and like, not even paying attention to them. <laughs> like, You're like, yes, I'm a master. Uh, this is I'm gonna make paying my way through school playing pear mix people. That's what I'm gonna do. And then yeah, smack so it out of your hand. It was huge. <laughs> it was huge. And it'd be a trip watching people just speed through that thing. Done. Done. Yeah. Like wow, dude. That's amazing. And now you've got kids in like STEM programs that uh, create machines and stuff like that that can actually solve a Rubik's cube. I saw that video. That was pretty crazy. It just sat there and waited and waited and waited. All of a sudden, go and like done in seconds. Like wow, that's crazy. I'm like yes. what? Definitely. Oh, I I just I love that scene from the Wedding Singer when uh, uh, Christine uh, or oh, what's her name Taylor is that mm-hmm. it Ben Stiller's wife who's playing like the floozy cousin to uh, Drew Barrymore. And she, I don't remember. She's sitting there. 
she twists and turns the Rubik's Cube like twice. And she goes, oh, nobody will ever solve this thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So another big thing that happened in 1980, excuse me, was that Ronald Reagan, the next actor, was elected as president of the United States of America. Yes. Uh, oh, man. Uh, you got to keep in mind, I'm, I'm 10 years old. So, honestly, I just remember Jimmy Carter as president, so I thought he's always been president. So, just me being young, didn't know better. And so, when I heard Ronald Reagan, I just remember hearing it first. And he's a warmonger. He's going to start wars. And, and I was actually afraid that when he goes to the election, he's going to start pushing buttons. But I was 10. You know, I was 10. Yeah. So, was, I Man. didn't know what to expect. I had no idea. But I do remember I was I was scared. Because maybe someone heard on TV or something. I don't know. But that's true. That's a true story. I was afraid of a president. I was going to die. <laughs> I'm going to die. Oh, man. Think about what we're going through now. And then now think about yeah. <laughs> what we had then. I um, wish okay. I could go back to – I'll, I'll buy some Apple stock back in 1980. Wow. <laughs> like $0.18 cents a share back then. <laughs> man, They're giving incredible. away back then. Now, out, people. now, we uh, talked about our elected president and a couple of games that came out. One thing that was really big that year, and we were talking about this earlier in preparation for this, was the catchphrase that came out. Who shot JR? Yeah, I now, do remember that, this. I do remember <laughs> this being a big deal. So big yeah. of a deal that yeah, it was just insane. Insane. In my hometown... Uh, they, people actually had the shirts that said, who shot JR or I shot JR. And of course, mm-hmm. you know, I lived in the country. So what do you expect? Most people watched Smokey and the Bandit over and over again and thought it missed out on the Oscar for some reason. By uh, I, I was one of them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, but Dallas was like the popular show of the day because of of the the whole cliffhanger of who shot Jr. So that that made for really interesting TV. Now some other things that happened in that year were there were some notable deaths, and the ones I'm going to lean toward are in music. Um, you had John Bonham, the drummer for Led Zeppelin. Yeah. You okay. Bon, bon Scott, the lead singer yes. for ACDC, and the one who still impacts. Lots of music fans to this day was in December of 1980 when John Lennon was shot to death by Mark David Chapman outside his uh, New York apartment. Now, the other two, they died of, well, unnatural but self-induced causes. This guy was killed by a maniac fan. Apparently, the last um, autograph he ever signed was to Mark David Chapman. Wow, really? That's like a trivia question. That's nuts. And, wow. Uh, that That is incredible and sad. Lennon was coming up on probably some of his better music that he'd ever done uh, with mm. Woman. And I, I love Woman. I think that's a perfect dedication to anyone who's ever had an impact on your life who's a, who's a female. Woman, it's hard mm. to express my next emotion, my thoughtlessness. You know, um, it's it's a real great song. Imagine, 
Imagine mm-hmm. it's still a theme for a lot of people. Imagine what the world would be like if there was just peace. Mm-hmm. And um, it it was any any loss of a life is terrible. I I I I am I fall short to say that you know this is more important than any other life that we've lost because a, a person is a person. I think it was just so much. There's so much more feeling to it because of it, the way his life was taken. Mm. You know, he wasn't boozing it up. He didn't choke mm-hmm. on his own vomit. Uh, he didn't drown his, drown his sorrows and then hang himself or anything. He was just going home and a guy killed him. Yeah, it's it's, it's a tragedy and and there was there ever find out why he did it he just was he just nuts was he crazy i just i know it's not a technical term but <laughs> was there some mental problems with the guy there, what, there what do you know about uh what i know is that mark david chapman uh i believe was recently released i'm not sure or he I don't was think denied so. i don't think he's i don't think he's out that's 37 years buddy i mean think about that that's 37 years I think if if he's been released, it might be because of his mental capacity might have improved. But I'm not sure of of everything about it. I do know that I did see a play once uh, when I was in college. I was at a play festival, and it was like, where were you the day that John Lennon died? And it was a very interesting show, uh, just about written from from the viewpoint of different people, man on the street type show. Uh, this is what I was doing the day I found out. And the first, one of the first people to break the news, Howard Cosell. He was on Monday Night Football. And John Lennon, singer from the Beatles, has been shot and killed tonight. Mm. It's amazing. Wow, really? Yeah, he broke the news on uh, Monday Night Football. That is... It's amazing. I mean, I mean, think about that for a minute. That, that in the middle of a sporting event, that everybody knows who this person is, you know. It, yeah. And so to have that, hearing that, like, wow, that's that is news. That is definitely news, you know. And I mean, um, the way the big. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, just want to follow up is that um, that no, Mark David Chapman still in jail? His parole was denied. This is back in August oh, 29th. Wow. 2016. So, yeah, man, he's not going to let him out. He's never getting out. He's going to die there. He's going to die there. He's going to die there. Oh, no, I'm man. serious because they forget uh, him, man. It's, it's you know, the, yeah. 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 But others others who passed away that year Mae West, Jimmy Durante, mm-hmm. um, Steve McQueen. Oh, Steve McQueen. All right. Here's the thing about Steve, Steve McQueen. I was not really much into him. I saw him in The Great Escape, which I thought was pretty cool. But his he had a movie. He had two movies come out that year. One's called The Hunter and Tom Horn. And this is going off the top of my head. I loved The Hunter. I loved it. And when I, I saw You and I saw finally movie, agree on a B movie? Yeah, was that on The Hunter? Yes. Don't Hunter tell me you awesome. That, that, that movie was, awesome. was great. I love it when he comes back and his vehicle is all just like in pieces. And then he tells the guy at the airport, I got the insurance. Yeah. 
Where'd it come from? I love that movie. I just I just that got a kick out of that movie. Great. It's a very good movie, movie and great. I was mm-hmm. sad. Um, I I don't think it was a no no no. I, there was another actor when when um, what's his name plays the Pink Panther when Peter, Peter Sellers, Sellers died. When he died, I think it's in '81. He dies. That I think the person actually was upset and cried that, that somebody as an actor died that I liked. Because this is when I start getting into the behind the scenes, like who are these people acting on screen? What is this acting thing? Because I did a little bit of, in the early because I did a commercial, but I wasn't really bitten by the bug until after that. So yeah, it was it was crazy. Yeah, definitely nuts. Yeah. Wow. My first role, going back, uh, you said you did a commercial. My first role was actually as uh, Jolly O St. Nick, because uh, Juanito's always been kind of on the jolly side. But mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> for some reason or another, I could not say the word spectacles. Hand me my spectacles. So the, la- <laughs> the teacher, I was going to say the lady, the teacher finally said, just say glasses. Hand me my glasses. So <laughs> I Why don't you hand spectacles. me my bifocals? <laughs> bifocals. <laughs> And now I do wear bifocals. That's what's so sad. It's like yeah, I do see them right there with you. Uh, yeah. All right, so yeah. back to 1980. So we've talked about people who uh, left us in 1980. Uh, sadly, um, the world does move on. And uh, but I mean, seriously, you know, just like you say, they'll never let Mark David Chapman out. I think it all has to do with uh, the person he killed. Person oh, John killed. Lennon. Yeah. Yeah. And then John Wayne Gacy that year was uh convicted of killing thirty three boys. Oh, that's crazy. Okay. I didn't know anything about that. I don't remember hearing that story when I was ten years old and obvious reasons, I don't know. But later on reading about that, that dude was wow, man. It's it's sick people out there, people. There there are there are some sick people. And this guy is definitely one of them. He talked to the police. He you know, he felt confident that he, he was getting away with it. Because, come on, man, we up to, like, okay, not trying to make light on the subject, but if you're up to, like, 10 people and you're getting away with it, you get a little cocky. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I mean, it was um, – he was taunting the police. I've seen so many different things about um, uh, different uh, – different movies about him and different ideas about him. And was he just a thrill killer or, or was it something that happened to him when he was a young kid? Uh, but he, it was just sick to think that he would do children's parties dressed as a clown and then go kill somebody. And the way he got rid of them, there was nothing wrong with him. That's why he was convicted. I mean, he knew what he was doing. He put them in lie and buried them under his house and the only thing that got him caught was, I think, eventually, uh, the smell from his house was so bad that the the they the neighbors complained and police came out to investigate. Mm. But he had at least, I think, thirty of those bodies or something like that under his house. But they were buried under his house. It's Isn't terrible. that nuts? That's I mean, that the smell. Oh, and that's what got him caught. That's the only thing that got him caught. Probably. Wow. I mean, they, they investigated him more than once, but
but he was clean, you know? He kept getting away. Something else. Wow. It is. Now, uh, another thing that, that really you think about every few years is the Olympics, right? And how people yes. prepare. They spend their whole lives. They work for it. They say, this is going to be my Olympics. This is going to be my year. I'm going to be the best one there. And in 1980, the United States boycotted the Olympics and did not go to Moscow because mm-hmm. of the Soviet war in Pakistan that started mm-hmm. in 1979. So think about all those Olympians. I mean, what do they do? Yeah. Back then, it, back then it was an amateurs only. I mean, now in the nineties, they added the dream team where professional basketball players could play. And, uh, you know, you've got other people, they make, they make a lot of money with endorsements and I'm sure they made money with endorsements, but I mean, I think the big thing to them was competing. That was the thing. Yeah, competing. They, they lost the whole point of the Olympics. We were supposed to put our differences aside and, and, and do the Olympics. I mean, that's just something that we, everybody does. We agree upon that. Now I don't yeah. remember, I, I, I never, I, I should look more into it before I'm making this statement. I'm just going based off, Hey, the whole spirit of the Olympic is just competition. And you no, know, we are not the government that are fighting back and forth. We're, we're just the people. And I think that was lost, you know, and yeah, that's something that wasn't really cool, but I didn't, we play in the Olympics and we, in the, the winter Olympics that same year. Well, the Winter Olympics isn't in the same year. Uh, the Winter Olympics is two years off of the uh, Summer Olympics. So it wouldn't have affected th- those Winter Olympians. Mm. That 80, that 80, what's the word I'm looking for? A boycott. <laughs> boycott. Boycott. Yeah, well, okay. Maybe, maybe you're right about that. I thought it was the same. Okay. I don't remember. See, I'm not into sports, people. I keep proving that I'm not into sports. So, <laughs> just all right. Don't another remember. thing. Another thing. Well, here's something you might know something about because you lived in Las Vegas before, right? I lived there for a little. I did live there for a little while. So you might have heard of a fire that broke out at the MGM Grand in 1980 that killed 85 people. No. Mm-mm. Yes, the MGM Grand Hotel and Casino burned down. In 1980. Wow, that's terrible. Yeah. So that's that's bad. It's terrible. Another thing that happened, very major thing that happened in 1980, happened in about uh, May of 1980, I believe, was uh, the eruption of Mount St. Helens. That I do remember. That I do remember because I was in California and it was it was all over the paper and TV. We're watching the video at school. So I do remember, I do remember that. Now my wife is from Washington and she said, Oh, that's that true. It was, oh, wow. Yeah. And she said that, uh, the clouds of, of the ash were terrible for days, even as far as Tacoma. So, uh, it was, uh, it was a pretty major event up here. And, uh, but the people that did die, there was plenty of warning. It started erupting, like with small uh, earthquakes and things like that in March. 
So they told people to leave. The people that didn't leave were the ones that, you know, eventually lost their lives more than likely. So, you know, when you get a warning, listen to the warning. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but they didn't. But they, they, they just kept saying, well, it, it won't be that bad. It won't be that bad. Mm-mm. But it's, it, I do remember seeing the videos over and over of it and how scary it was. And, man, when I hear a volcano, I'm thinking, where's the lava? I didn't see any lava. I saw it was smoking. Yeah, but the before and after picture shows how devastating it really was. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. So it shut my mouth really quick. I said, well, I guess ash can do just as much damage as that. It was all hot yeah. ash. So, so it just mm-hmm. wiped it all out. I wonder how it looks today. I'm pretty sure it's all overgrown. Everything looks normal now. It's been it freaking... still has a. It still, for lack of a better phrase, has a flat top. It hasn't wow. curved all the way back up. It's still shorter than it was. Because mm-hmm. we drive past it when we go to, well, not exactly past it, but you can see it from um, from uh, w- when we drive to Oregon sometimes. Yeah, wow. All right. Well, I, I, I always do fact checks. I just have to because I just want to make sure we're doing history. We're talking about the past, and I have to make a correction, people. I have to apologize for my friend Juan because the winter games were February 14th through the 23rd, and the summer games were July through the August 3rd of 1980. And that's uh, really that's yes. Yeah, I knew that's I knew it was the same time. Sorry. So I had. So, to, but it was just the Summer Olympics that were uh, boycotted, right? That's correct. Because see, that, I think that's the year that we beat Moscow in the in the hockey. Yeah. The same year. That was the year of the miracle on ice. You're right. Yeah. So. Just, just, was, just, but, yeah. Well, what I was going to say is that reminds me. Uh, now, now I remember. You're right. In 1980 was the miracle on ice, but beating Moscow or beating Russia was not the gold medal game. No, it wasn't. It was just to yeah, beat Russia. We, that's all it was. It was just we beat yeah. Russia. That's all that mattered. <laughs> yeah, we ended we up winning the gold medal. <laughs> Who cares about the goal? We beat Russia. <laughs> we beat Russia. They were, they were the team in the world at that time. Mm-hmm. And uh, that became the Miracle on Ice. Miracle was a movie where Kurt Russell is the, is the coach. It came out a few movie. years ago. Yeah, that was good. Well, thank yeah, you for well, correcting me. I appreciate that. We all need no that problem. from time to time. Well, I, I, speaking of February, the Winter Olympics, but also another thing happened in February that same year. What's that? I'm talking about the mighty, mighty Pittsburgh Steelers winning the Super Bowl. <laughs> but, of course, no one's going to bring that up, so I have to. But, yes, and, and, and you're a big sports guy. Who, who's the team that had the most Super Bowl wins? Do, do you know? Yes, that would be your Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, I'm glad you said your picks for Steelers. I just, I just want that on record. That'll be my. That's gonna be my ringtone when you call. I'm gonna pull that clip out and so ah. you, you represent, represent people, represent. I, I, I. <laughs> but uh, who did they beat that year, there, uh, Mr. Superfan? Yeah, the Cowboys, obviously. Come on. No, you dullhole. It was <laughs> the, the Rams. Los Angeles Rams. Yeah. <laughs> and All it was right. one or the so, other. <laughs> Yeah, it was one or the other. <laughs> had a fifty-fifty shot, people. It was one or the other. I, I really tried. I tried. But I, th- <laughs> I think I know why I got my facts wrong because maybe I was thinking about this next little tidbit. One of my favorite comedians of all time, Richard Pryor. Now he's he's resting in peace, but 
At that time in 1980, he was freebasing cocaine and he burned himself almost to death. Is that was in 1980? That was in 1980. Man, I didn't know that. I thought like I keep thinking it was like 81. Because I do, nope. I, I I do remember watching Richard Pryor, listening to him. He was on Saturday Night Live. I heard a couple of his albums, so I was very familiar, very familiar with Richard Pryor. I mean, yeah, he was pretty much he's my comedian. So I was scared when I heard that he he burned himself. But I think if I remember, my parents trying to over the the drug part of it. He just said he had an accident with fire. That's all I remember. <laughs> your boy was freebasing, Tony. Your your boy yeah, he was freebasing. Free <laughs> What's freebasing, well, Dad? What's all right, let me go to the garage and I'll show you. But only once. No. That's terrible. <laughs> but terrible. I, I just remember watching his stand-up after he came back. It was his first stand-up. I think it was the one called Live on Sunset Live Strip. Live on Sunset Strip. Yep. And, uh, yes. And he goes, and don't think I didn't hear all those jokes y'all was telling while I was in the hospital. He lights a match and he goes, people would be like, what is this? Is Richard Pryor running? And he had a match. Running down the street. Like, yeah. Running down the street, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Hey, so, the truth. It's the truth. Let's deal with it. Right, deal with it. Let's, yeah, let's deal with it. I mean, it happens. It's, it's a fact of life. It happens to people with no money. It happens to people with money. Yep. Drugs, drugs are a terrible, terrible beast. And, do, uh, do, do, do. The more you know, yeah, the more you know. Drugs are a terrible beast, and you can catch yourself on fire. They're right. awesome. <laughs> now, thank you, thank you, thank you. Now, right. album of the year in the Grammys was Fifty Second Street by Billy Joel. Billy Joel is one of my favorite artists ever. And what what songs are on that album? What songs were on that album that were so good? To make it the best album of 2000, or actually 1980. Uh, I didn't mean to put you on the spot. I was just asking. I thought maybe you would know. I was just, I didn't mean to put you on the spot. Well, I know, um, let's see. Because I remember Glass Houses, and um, let's see. What songs were on this album? I'm trying to think. Oh, My Life. It was the same song okay. used in... Um, Bosom Buddies. Bosom Buddies, yep. yep. Yeah, and Big Shot, you had to be a big shot, big didn't you? You had to open up your mouth. You had to be a... And Honesty, uh, those are those are some of the songs that were on there. I think I, It wasn't a very long album. Uh, it was only about eight songs. Um, but I, I wonder what song he won uh, for Best Male Vocal Performance for. Probably my life. Who knows? Uh, that's that's one of the big songs off that album. I, I really don't yeah. know. People. I don't know. Let's let me look. Let me let me think about this and look. This as he's looking you know. into that, I want to take a quick rundown of some of the big events and the entertainment awards of that year. Let me know if you know any of these films. You know, um, I wasn't much into movies, but somehow mm-hmm. I always watched the Oscars. You know, it was just something I did start watching, and I didn't really know a lot of the categories, and I just, I would just root for people in movies I like, and not really like, oh, that's really, the story was really, the writing was great, and blah, blah, blah. So I like that guy, I want him to win. It was just like betting horses at a racetrack. I didn't do any of the research. <laughs> I <just> pick people. <laughs> I think he's going to win. <laughs> All right. All right, so I was just, I was just trying to burn time, and just like, you know that <laughs> 
Well, to help uh, you. it just says 52nd Street. That, that is a song on there. Uh, some of the competitors in that uh, uh, category were Do You Think I'm Sexy, Rod Stewart. Uh-huh. Sad Eyes, Robert John. No, never that, heard of him. Oh, Sad Eyes. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah she okay. Believes in Me, Kenny Rogers. Kenny Rogers, the king of, of 80s theme songs. No, that's Can Kenny name- Loggins. Oh, would you say Kenny Rogers? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and up on the roof, James Taylor. But go ahead and give me your Kenny Rogers slash Loggins uh, <clears throat> trivia. <clears throat> Can you name three movies that soundtrack from Kenny Loggins? Sure. It doesn't Footloose. have to be from the 80s. Just, just, okay, Footloose, yes. Um, Winnie the Pooh. What? Uh, he did the music to Winnie the Pooh. Back to the Hundred right. Acre Wood. Really? Uh, he did. Oh, yes. Man. Over the top, he did the song "Meet Me Halfway." Yes. Meet me halfway. Across the sky. sky. Uh, he did the music to. Uh, uh, oh, Top Gun. Yep, I was waiting for that one. I went to Danger Zone. That's I a like song the for. Uh, that song is very popular in, in certain clubs. Danger Zone, Danger Zone. <laughs> Only when you're showing up at the back door, buddy. That's all right, man. Just come on in, people. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Get back on topic. Get back on topic. You dirty man boy, you. Man boy. <laughs> well, did you know that in April of 1980, the Post-it note debuted? Yeah, I like uh, sticky on my computer to remind yes. me of that. Did you really? No, don't, don't, don't. That's what you. <laughs> You're like that was not funny. No, okay, no. Uh, whatever works for you, sir. Whatever works for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How about? The, okay. Now you were mentioning movies a moment ago, and you you were filibustering for me, and I appreciate it. But what won for best movie that year? If I tell you the actors in the film, could you guess it? It was uh, let's see, people: Dustin Hoffman and Meryl Streep. And there we go. That's that's all you need. Okay, yes, that's correct. That is the correct answer. That is. But what were the what were the most popular movies? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. Yeah, there's a big difference between. The Oscar winner for the Best Picture, but what were the most popular movies? That's a big well, difference right there. Uh, I would say I know for a fact two of my favorite all-time movies as an eight-year-old came out that year, and they both came out that summer. One's going to be Superman Two, which I loved as a kid, and of course uh, The Empire Strikes Back. Empire Strikes Back was an event in itself because. I was a big Star Wars fan, and I didn't know about sequels. I think I didn't hear about the movie until I saw a TV commercial, and I wigged out when I saw Vader and Luke Skywalker whip out their sabers. <laughs> I see your shorts is as big as mine. And I lost it. <laughs> I And the scene I'm talking about is where the blue and red background and that part right there. And I said, they're making another Star Wars movie? Oh, hell yeah. I think I actually said that. I really did. <laughs> okay. 
uh, some of the other ones that they have in the top five most popular. Now I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not judging this or whatever. They say The Shining. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Version. Yeah. Uh, the Jack Nicholson um, olive oil movie. <laughs> Dude, give her okay, a break. She's actually she, she she's actually pretty cool. I know she's a little nuts now, but I mean, yeah. come on. If you look like olive oil, you're lucky to even be an actress. I mean, come on. You're, it's 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 cool. She's just I don't know. I'm I'm just trying to defend her because it was a decent movie. It was okay. It's not like the book. It's not like but, the book. And if you if you really like the book, then you should watch the ABC version that came out like in late '90s, early 2000s of uh, The Shining. Watch yes. That. Much yes. better. Yes. Much right. much. I agree. I agree. Airplane okay. came but, out that year. Raging Bull came out the year too, didn't it? Raging Bull. I'm just saying this is this is the site I went to and did some research to prepare myself. Okay. This is the five most popular movies of that year. Okay. The Shining, Airplane. Okay. Yes. The Empire. Yeah, Airplane was hilarious. I I, I liked um I liked everything about it. It was just funny. It was um it was unconventional for the time. It was. The first of what would become like the scary movie type format where they just mm-hmm. uh, parodied everything of every serious movie. And, but the one thing that was different than these than these movies that come out now is that Airplane had really good quality actors. I mean, I, yes, it is. It's a good agree? movie. I, I totally agree. I got a story with Airplane if you want to hear it real quick. I want to hear it. Okay, here's the thing. All right. I want to see airplanes so bad that I remember it's ten years old, ten year old kid took the bus, went down to the theater, and asked for one ticket for airplane. They said no, it's rated R. So no, it's not. It's PG thirteen because I checked the paper and it's PG thirteen. And the lady says I am not selling a ticket because there's nudity in it. But the poster says PG. I argued with the ticket lady and she refused to sell me the ticket. I was so mad, so mad at her. Because she didn't want to sell me the ticket because she thought it should have been rated R because there was one titty scene in it. Isn't that crazy? Well, they were kind of jiggly to kind of. That, that's that, I, I don't care. I didn't. I, was, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't come to see the movie for boobs. I can. It wasn't that very hard. My brother had a collection of pinouts magazine in his room. I, if I wanted to see titties, I'm not gonna go cross town to go see a movie, pay three dollars. And just to see titties. <laughs> I was pissed. I was so mad. I ended up seeing something I else. I don't know what I saw. Oh, yeah. I mean, when I was, look at the poster. It says PG-13. It says PG right there. And the thing is, I was so disrespectful. I was mad. I was so mad. But it was a cool movie. I still love Airplane. They could they, I still oh, they, love it too. never make a remake, though. No, never make a remake. Never. They never. made a sequel. Well, the sequel was, oh, Borderline. I think there's like a couple terrible. of jokes. I think there's a couple of jokes that made me laugh, and most of them were with William Shatner. Oh, Shatner was Shatner is still the man. So, William Shatner, if you're listening, we think you're the man. All right, yes. now let's move on. Caddyshack, mm. which was another, which was another Kenny Loggins soundtrack. His worst like, movie uh, ever made. What? <laughs> you knew you were gonna raise ire from me, my man. It is it is I, absolutely in my top three comedies of all time. It is I a great movie. Love Caddyshack. And the thing I love most about Caddyshack is how the movie was made. 
that's a movie in itself. If you ever see, there's a there's a video called the 19th Hole, the making of Caddyshack. It is, yep, I've seen it. It is an amazing documentary about the making of it. They talk to everybody, and I love the behind the scenes of any of my favorite movies or my favorite shows. And I'm so glad this was made because they talk about writing Dangerfield. They talk about how the script was written, how they took all their stuff from high school, how it was a caddy. I love everything Harold Ramis says about it. It's a great documentary. It really captures the essence of the uh, how the film came together, the making of it, everything. I loved it. It's a great documentary. Caddyshack is definitely one of the best comedies of all time. And it, it, it should agree. be on that list. And it should be on that list. Now, is it true? Because I remember watching that 19th hole. Now, and yes. I'm trying to remember if I'm correct, if uh, Bill Murray improvised most of his scenes, right? He improvised one of the famous scenes, him doing the, the uh, Cinderella story. Cinderella story, yeah. That was improvised. But, also his story about the, the Dalai Lama. So I guess you're right. He probably did improv a lot of those scenes. Yeah. Well, come on, he just, came, he, was, he, just came, he just finished doing Saturday Night Live. He's like, hey, hey I'm king of improv. Hey, all right. Star yeah. Wars, talking about Star Wars. Yeah, that's awesome, awesome. Those nutty, yeah. kooky Star Wars. All right, yeah. now, now we. I said The Shining. I said uh, The Empire Strikes Back, and it was on there. Airplane, mm-hmm. Caddyshack, mm-hmm. and the fifth movie that was the most popular movie in 1980. Mm-hmm. The Oh, man. See, it's so funny that all these movies you're talking about, a lot of them I discovered on cable because we had cable in every room. So uh, it was a <laughs> wonderful time. Just rub it in that I'm poor. <laughs> I remember. I do. I remember we had the movie channel, and it showed all those movies that you're talking about, Caddyshack. I remember being up late at night watching Caddyshack and just laughing into the pillow because I wasn't supposed to be watching it because I wasn't supposed to watch R-rated movies. I remember watching down in the living room and my, 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 um, it was, I think we had like a mink bed made out of minks and drapes and everything. Minks and baby seals. Yep. Yeah. No, but actually I do remember, <laughs> and I remember watching it in the living, in the living room with a fireplace going, it was all cold. I was all wrapped up and just screaming laughter in the pillow because I understood some of these jokes at 10 years old. I'm surprised how much I understood. I'm sure a lot of jokes go, got over my head. As time went on, I just know the movie so much. You know, I don't know when. I, oh, I get it now. Oh, I get it now. But back then, I was still laughing. I think everything with a gopher was funny. Everything with Chevy Chase and Bill Murray made me laugh. I understand. I understand the grass reference at all. What they were smoking? I thought they were just smoking a cigarette. I never saw two people share a cigarette before. I, I didn't know. Uh, this. Why they share a cigarette? That's gross. <laughs> just get another one out of the pack. Yeah, just get another one out of the pack. How hard is that? Jeez, <laughs> times are that hard. Yeah. Hey, was there a movie that came out that year called the um, the High Cost of Living? How to Survive the High Cost of Living? I think it came out the same year. And there's really? another movie that had Jane Curtin in it, and uh, I was remember I was upset because Jane Curtin showed her boobs in the movie, and I was upset. But I was young and dumb, didn't realize what called cut shot because it wasn't really her. It was some stunt double. <laughs> it was some stunt boobs. <laughs> stunt boobs. Stunt boobs. Uh, yeah. How, it was called How to Beat the High Cost of Living. How I think it came out the same. Really? Yep. 
Yeah, I know my movies. Uh, I'm almost sure it came out in 80. Now, we'll come and, back to movies. Yep. Yep. But there was one more big fact of something that became really major and, is, and spawned a bunch of copycats. What do you think it was? Just is this again. a movie? No, 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 no. This is like something that started a revolution. Can you think of what I mean? It started a revolution. A revolution in television. Oh, would that be the beginning of CNN? That's it. You you are yeah. correct, sir. The first all-news network started in 1980 with CNN by Ted Turner. And... Mm-hmm. Now we have Fox News, MSNBC. We have mm-hmm. uh, so many different channels, and they talk about you know when, when you get to pick channels that you want when, when you're picking cable company or satellite company or whatever you want, and they go, you know, it has 500 channels for only 49.99, and like 300 of those channels are all news networks from all over the world, and you don't really want to watch them. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I, this is what this is what television has become. It's there are all news networks that are thriving. I I, I have to tell you something, and this is I'm 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 proud to say this. My brother and I were there when the channel went live because it was definitely during the summer, and we remember watching. This is a news channel. Like, let's just check it out. What the big deal is? We had no idea what was going on. It was just CNN is going to start in one hour, and um. Well, we remember the premiere. We were there. We were watching it, you know, when it first started. That was crazy. You're right. It's That was the beginning of a new era in, you're right, television sports because it was the first dedicated channel to one thing. Now, the, I mean, yeah, there's, how there's 24-hour news? Yes, there is. There's so many subjects. They did money. They did news. They did the world events, local, national, you know. Sports and they yes you can do twenty four hours because see I think ESPN was out too I think ESPN yeah. came out before CNN seventy eight think... you had seventy eight yeah, so... but but they had sporting events to break up you know constant uh, just oh well you know let's go to news let's go to news let's go to news they had um, but well back then it wasn't what you would consider some of the best sporting events. It was like pro bowling. <laughs> let's uh, go back to Batman. <laughs> let's go back to competitive dodgeball. <laughs> Darts. <laughs> Darts. But you're right, yeah. though, man. I think there was a lot of coverage of, of sports that are not like, but don't you see bowling on Saturday afternoons? <laughs> it's like, it's like time you but see it's bowling. bowling, guys. <laughs> What's on at 8 o'clock? Bowling at night. <laughs> It's global. Global. But you're right, though. But CNN did start the whole, you know, niche market of we just do news. And the thing is that I even to this day, if I want to confirm if it's a factual news, I start at CNN. I don't know why. Is it maybe I'm just embedded in my mind to see if it's legit. If it's on CNN, it has to be legit. I just, it's just my go-to. And then also you – but that's different, though. I'm just trying to say CNN is pretty much my – my marker, see how, how accurate it really is. So, yeah. Well, we talked about deaths, and let's talk about some births because there are people who were born in 1980 who are now 37 years old 
Is it 37? Yeah. Like yeah. Jason Siegel. Uh, um, he was in Freaks and Geeks uh, as a teenager. I know who he is. I'm just, I know who he yeah, is. Yeah, and uh, uh, I love Jessica you, Jessica Simpson. Jessica Simpson was born. Um, Julius Peppers, if you're a sports fan, you know who he is. He's a football player. Who uh, Nick Carter of the Backstreet Boys was born. Okay, I, I don't about, know. I, how, how about Wilmer Wilmer Valderrama? Oh, oh that guy from show. the seventy show. Yeah, he was Fez. Yeah, the seventy show. He was yeah. Fez. Yeah, I do remember him. He was actually pretty cool. Definitely Ooh. pretty cool. What one of the one of the ladies that I had a crush on when uh, I was Dolly Parton. Uh, no, your mom. Ah. <laughs> My mom listened to the show. You know that, right? Hi, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, Christina Ricci. Christina Ricci? Yeah. Really? 1980. Yeah. She, I, 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 man, no, dude. See, that's crazy because, I mean, when they were like little kids, you don't like look forward to, the, to them being adults and be all perv over them because – to me, still, she's still like from the Adams family. You know, I just, I guess, I can't see her naked. I feel bad. I don't want to do that. You're all, you yeah. feel bad, but you keep watching. Well, I'm, a, I'm a film goer. I have to go see. The <laughs> I'm not saying I'm, I'm enjoying it, but you know, hey, it comes with, the, hey, you know, you take some licks. It comes with the you know. territory, hey. Hey, you know what? Can I do? My man, I got my man. He's what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do here? What am I supposed to? Chelsea do? Clinton was born that year. Cool, I guess, yeah. Uh, Laura Prepon, uh, who uh, was Donna on that 70s show. She was born in 1980. Her husband, Ben Foster, was born in 1980. Wow, okay. And for those of you who are wrestling fans, I'm a a big wrestling fan. Um, I wish I could do a whole show on last week's WrestleMania, but that wasn't in the 80s. But anyway, Randy Orton was born Mm. in 1980. Wow. Yeah, so we have a lot of lot of variety of people. I mean, well, there, there are a variety of people born every year, you know. So, but I mean, it's hard to believe that these people. I was going on to like sixth, seventh grade, and yep. Channing Tatum was being born, mm-hmm. and Jordana Brewster was being born. Yes. And, I mean, think about that. Does it make you feel old? A little bit. But I can I got over it though, I can get over it. <laughs> Venus Williams was born in 1980. Wow. See, okay, we gotta stop. I'm getting, I'm feeling old. I'm really feeling old. <laughs> Olivia Munn. No, don't tell me that. Cause I actually really. Oh man, I wish you didn't tell me that. I knew she was Kristen young. Bell? Uh, How about oh, the new yeah. Captain Kirk? Chris okay, Pine. we're gonna stop, dude. You're you're really. I'm, I'm feeling uncomfortable. I feel dirty. I feel dirty. <laughs> You killed me on the. You lost me on the um, Olivia Munn because she's kind of cute. She's all right. I can I can work with that. All right. Well, Mr. Tony Lamar, we have about nine minutes to go, and I instructed you to do something for me. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Oh, I was I was gonna ask trivia questions, but you pretty much asked them th- throughout your show. <laughs> okay, then we can continue to go. It's no big deal. Um. You're like you took all the good trivia questions. Okay, I, well, I, I do got one trivia question. I do have one that you didn't right. say. Um, what? This is kind of. No, I hope this. What 
uh, how can I say this? Uh, okay, what office? That's kind of hard to say. I'll just say, I, I, let's just talk about it. Do you know what was made? It was released in Japan in 1980. That we kind of we don't even use it now, but for a while everybody had one. Oh, it was gosh. office. It was something used in the office. It was a way to communicate to an. Yes, fax machine came out in 1980. This much is certain. But man, can't be. I have a fax machine on my cell phone. It's called a (laughs) call a text message, or yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, I mean, think about this. I have two apps. I have one called Cam Scanner, which scans a document just like taking a picture, but it, it does a scan of it. So that it mm. takes everything, the table or whatever you've got it set up, it removes all that. It, um, it, uh, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? It um, maximizes it for reading and it, all that. Then I have tiny facts, which I just put my documents in there, and then it becomes a fax machine, just like that. Mm-mm-mm-mm. That's amazing. Amazing. Nope. Oh, amazing. So Let's I kind of like that. Yeah, I, I love that. Uh, whenever, I, whenever I have to take care of something really quickly, that, that is what I, that, that is my go-to. Okay, here's a trivia question. Okay. Voyager 1 uh, took images, the first high-resolution resolu- high images of this planet back to um, the Earth. What Voyager planet? Voyager 1. Circle this planet, this orbiting planet. This is, they, all, they all orbit. Um, uh, first high resolution. And your first answer is going to be. And you would be incorrect, sir. Oh. I'll give you. A, I'll give you a. I'll give you a clue. Okay. It has rings. Saturn. Ah, uh, that was a trick question. <laughs> no, it is Saturn. Because there's actually two planets with rings. Can you name the second planet that has rings? Jupiter? Yeah. One of the, one of the moons exploded, and now it's a, a ring around it. Yep. It's a very small ring, but yep, you're right. Just you like are. the ring around your anus. Yes. Thank you for sharing it with the entire people. <laughs> now, now this is my favorite part of the show where we, we, we make all the, all the Juan feel bad about <laughs> Christmas presents. So, oh. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. I can, I can, I can put up with this. It's no, not like I was look- living on a ranch on a chicken farm when I was a kid, but that's okay. Go ahead. Well, I just had to come across. What was your? What, did you remember what you wanted for Christmas that year? What toy that you wanted that year? Honestly, a 1980. I don't remember. Um, we weren't, we weren't living on a ranch anymore. We were living in town. So, uh, we would get, uh, the, uh, Sears catalog at the time and I would dog ear like every, every single page. Like I wanted this, I wanted that. I wanted the Yoda and I wanted, uh, Darth Vader and I wanted, mm-hmm. cause I remember I wanted the bed sheet set for Empire Strikes Back. You wanted Darth Vader to tuck you in every night. You wanted that yeah. saber in the bed, didn't you? You did. Oh, you did. A lightsaber in the keister, eh? <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. Well, I only know this toy because I just saw a picture of it, and it's just flooded with memories. I remember asking for the big tank. A big tank. Uh, it was a motorized 
you know, you programmed the tank to go in left, right, turn around, fire, shoot, spin around. I mean, it was just a programmable, you know, race car. It was, I mean, not race car, but just a, a tank. And that's all it did. But boy, I wanted it. <laughs> I played for about a week and just, all right, it ran its course and got bored with it. I did. Wow. I did. I did. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I just yeah, remember and... that our parents, you know, I bet your parents were the same way. They would just do the best they could. This is what they want. We'll get it for them. Mm-hmm. Um, you get some of the stuff you want. You don't get everything you want. But in the end, um, they spent that time with you. And I bet you have great memories of their their smiles as uh, you were unwrapping those presents. Oh, yeah. I mean, I I joke a lot about that I was spoiled and had a lot of money, but I think because my parents didn't buy a lot of stuff throughout the whole year. I got stuff for my birthday and Christmas. Rarely did I get stuff like, in like say, June. You know what I mean? So I only got stuff for my birthday. So I always asked for big stuff because that's the only time they would get anything for us. So yeah. Um, if I would go to the toy store, if it wasn't around my birthday time, I wouldn't bother asking because I'm not going to get it. But you know, but they did the best they could. They did take care of us, and we pretty much got what we asked for. But I don't think none of us were really greedy. I think we kind of had an idea of what the budget was, of what we can get. You know, so I think we were pretty good kids. I don't think with mom, dad, I don't ever, ever remember saying that we almost broke the bank on that one. You know, so they were they were pretty good how they took care of us. So it was very, I lived in a very loving home. And that was the whole 80s is all about. 80s is all about, you know, you got to keep in mind, 80s, if we look at this for a minute, it's the beginning of a new decade. You know, the yeah. show is still new. You know, it, it, the cocaine was flowing freely. It's just, it, it, there's a lot of innocence was still there, you know? Ask Richard Pryor. He knows. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> I can tell you this, that um, I do remember going into 80s in a new city. And I think that was my mom's plan was just to start a new life in a new city. So we moved to California for a bit, you know? So it was a new experience. I mean, I wasn't used to being in such a big area. I was so used to living on a military base. So I was so used to just, hey, there's security going by every 20 minutes in the gray truck, you know? I had the same yeah. friends from, from school, you know, we and we didn't have a lot of stuff. Come on, man. It's, it was, but just to wrap it up, though, it, we have another a lot of good shows coming up. Juan, why don't you go get us out here in the next in, in, real here? I didn't mean to take up your time. No, 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 no. I appreciate that because I feel the same way about 1980 and about living with your family and everything. And Well, not your family, but with my family. And, uh, man, that was a great time. And I think that's why we like to talk about it so much. But, yeah, we are going to wrap it up for our special Saturday night event. Uh, I appreciate you, Tony, being with me. We'll come up with mm-hmm. another topic and we will be here Thursday night. Oh yes, we will. Oh yeah. With another eighties hour or so. Mm-hmm. Now you can reach me at Alaman underscore I on Twitter, mm-hmm. or you can uh, find me on Facebook. Where can we find you, Tony? Yeah, you can find me very easily on uh, just look me up as at Tony L- underscore Lamar. I want to give a special shout out to a friend I lost this week, Miss LaShonda Lester. She lost herself to a battle with liver failure and much love to her and her family. And and I just want to say that, and that's all I'm going to say and just leave it at that. And uh, we'll look, look forward to seeing you guys next time at the 80s hour or so. Hey, have a great night. Have a great weekend. 
Peace be with all of you, man. All right. Later, dude. Night. Peace out. See you next time.